1: Every Tuesday, live,
0: from 8pm UK time, Luke,
1: Gary, and a couple of microphones, this is Custard TV Live.
0: That says Luke, Gary, and a couple of microphones, but it's not, it lies to you. It is me, Luke, editor of the and uh, not Gary. This week I'm joined by Matthew Donnelly. Hello Matt. Hi Luke, how are you? Can I call you? Can I call you Matthew every week? Because, or do you just get called that if you're in trouble?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it does sound like I'm in trouble a little bit. Have I you don't got a middle name? You when we're on the podcast and Matt all the all the rest of the time.
0: I think I, just, <laughs> I think I just want to be domineering. <laughs> <laughs> I have a domineering presence when we go live. <laughs> Alright then, this is the Custard TV Podcast. We're live across Spreeca, if you want to get in touch. My Twitter name is at LukeCustardTV or Matt's is...
1: I am at Matt's TV Bytes, And that has two T's. Two T's, yes, two T's.
0: Because it's always nice when you press the T on the keyboard once to press it a second time. Yes,
1: indeed. It's
0: always, pleasant. it's always a pleasant experience, that. Uh, what we do is we talk about the best and the worst on TV of the week. Uh, we we'll preview some stuff that we know is coming around the TV corner, and we just basically give our opinions for 45 minutes, and if you want to get in touch, that's how you do it on Twitter. A bit earlier than normal, due to the clock change, it's completely thrown me. I didn't realise that you just had to move your clocks forward an hour. I thought it meant you actually had to buy new clocks.
1: I had all to go right, out at the okay.
0: weekend and buy a load of new clocks.
1: Uh, what have you done with them now, then? Have you put them up, or have you are you sending them back? Um, new- I'm sending them back. Okay.
0: I'm rock and roll like that. I'm rock and roll through and through. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's all this on Twitter about that? I mean, about Alex Reid and, and Chantal? That's not TV-related, is it? No idea. No, that, we're, we're down with the kids like that. We're okay. too busy watching The Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true either. Uh, first doctors. thing, I, first thing I want to talk to you about is is something that Gary doesn't watch, and I know a lot of people don't watch it. And those people need to watch. really reevaluate their lives. It's a BBC Four <laughs> sitcom now in in its third series, Getting On. It's called. Cool. Joe Brand, Vicky Pepperdine and Joe Scallon are just brilliant in this. Just just give the people of the podcast ears a, an idea of what this is, if they've not seen it before.
1: Okay, it's a sitcom. It's set in a geriatric ward of a hospital. Uh, this series, they've moved into a new hospital, a new sort of fresher, cleaner hospital, but with a lot more bureaucracy going on. Uh, Joe Brand plays a nurse called Kim Wilde, which I know Luke finds hilarious. It's still hilarious because she was
0: a pop star, Matt, and they've given Joe Brand's uh, character that name. But I don't know if they realise it or if it's on purpose.
1: I think it's on purpose.
0: Oh, uh, is it? Okay. Yeah.
1: And um, I thought I was the she's only person the to discover that. She sort of does everything, um, does all the sort of donkey work, but doesn't get the recognition she deserves. Joe Scanlon, who some might know from the thick of it, uh, plays uh, Den Flickster, I think her name is, uh, who's the ward sister, and uh, Vicky Pepperdine plays like the sort of long in the tooth doctor who uh, comes in with her medical students, who she refers to as gents all the time, which I quite like. Um, She
0: is, um, uh, she is just typical. You can just imagine seeing Vicky, Vicky Pepperdine's character, she, she, you can just imagine yeah. her, she's the most, they're all believable in those roles, but she's the most believable, she doesn't know what she's saying half the time, it's brilliant but I think a lot of people were put off by the hospital setting and thinking it was very drab and very, very, very downbeat, which of course it, it is shot in quite a grey way, there's not much colour in there really, is there? No,
1: but I think that's the point and I know a lot of sitcoms, a lot of the older sitcoms, were very bleak. If you think about, like, uh, Steptoe and um, Porridge and things like that, they were all very bleak. But they had the humour there, and that's what and uh, Big getting Top on has got. Sorry? Big,
0: Big Top was extremely bleak, if you Big remember Top, that, from yeah. all for, those years ago. But,
1: but for a lot of different reasons. <laughs>
0: yeah, for completely different reasons. Yeah. But I just just Getting On, if you haven't seen it, you really need... To just ignore your family members, lock yourself in a room, and just watch that. It's just, just brilliant. This series, I, I found I've found I've laughed out loud more. Have you, or have you always found it laugh out loud funny?
1: I think the first series, which was just three episodes, I think that took a while to get into, but the second series, I think, had a few more laughs, and this one has kept it going. I think this time as well, they've tried to put a bit more plot in, haven't they? What with sort of yes. Dent being pregnant, and Kim trying to... Uh, Become a doctor and um, Dr. Doctor Pepper's divorce. Yeah, and um, she's
0: also doing a very interesting study as well, which yes, I. Ladies' uh, parts, shall we just say. Yes. <laughs> but it just annoys me because every week we talk about how BBC One is so lacking in the comedy department. Then you go on to BBC Four and you've got stuff like Getting On just sitting there.
1: Why does. I? My big thing is why the BBC hides away so many of their good comedies, and I know we've been talking about Him and Her, which is coming back in a couple of weeks, um, which is on BBC Three, which is another of the BBC's best sitcoms, which they hide away on their digital channels.
0: I just don't understand why yeah. the BBC One
1: audience gets Citizen Khan and me and Mrs. Jones and me and Mrs. Jones and
0: anything with a family in it, and then. Yeah. The real gems are hidden away on, fair enough, most people can get BBC4. Yeah, everyone Everybody, can now, can't Yeah, they. they haven't got to go and sit on the top of the roof and get a good signal and see it. But, and you, it's there for you to watch if you want it. But why not, if not BBC1, why not BBC2?
1: Exactly, I mean, thick of it, didn't that start on uh, BBC4? It did originally,
0: I've... I think it took a while to get to BBC2 actually
1: and Gavin and Stacey was on BBC 3 originally and then that made the made the leap over to um BBC 2 and then BBC 1 so i mean it does happen but i just think i don't it's like why sort of try it out first why not just make that leap if if it is as funny as some of these these shows are i know they're not all that great but you know you get the odd one and getting on is just it's just a fantastic show and it's just so it just feels so believable whereas you just can't believe Citizen Khan or me and Mrs. Jones or Mrs. Brown's Boys or anything like that. I
0: can't believe they made it, let alone the actual,
1: <laughs> alone the actual sitcom itself. I just... the Royal Bodyguard, which I know is another favourite of yours. Oh, yeah, oh. don't even
0: get me. We'll ruin a podcast if I start talking about the Royal Bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, every week we say the BBC isn't capable of comedies. They are. They are still capable of churning them out. It's just they don't give enough precedence to them. They don't right. shout enough about how good they are. I mean, fair enough, I was a latecomer to him and her, but that's really good, really clever writing in Mm. him and her. And it's really, the thing about him and her and getting on, which is maybe why they're not on BBC One, is they rely heavily on observational comedy, whereas the BBC One comedies nowadays, uh, Miranda, they like people falling over and embarrassing themselves. There's a lot of observational, very funny lines in in both him and her and getting on that maybe they think BBC One family audience just won't get, I don't know.
1: And they're all in well certainly him and her and you know, getting on is basically all in the hospital and him and her is all you know, in in that one flat. So it's whereas like the BBC sitcoms they do a lot more BBC One, you know, a lot more external shot, you know, out in the in the playground like on Me and Mrs. Jones or they go outside a lot more, don't they? They have a lot more sets. (laughs)
0: Yes, uh, well, they 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 at least can order a park on me and yes. my sister, and also I I think to be fair to getting on and to the audience, it's done quite well to get a third series, I suppose, yeah. as it's shut away. But I don't think it'll get a fourth, and that'd be, that's really sad if that's true.
1: I mean, there's on BBC Four. I mean, there's not a lot of other things they put. You know, there's not a lot of competition for spaces. You know, there's only so many documentaries about clouds. That they can do. <laughs> uh, well, so
0: they've got a whole new cloud series coming in 2013. Yeah.
1: But they did say at one point, I I remember hearing that BBC Four were dropping all their drama and comedy. It hasn't happened yet because they, you know, they do the the biographies every so often, don't they? They had the um, Kenny Everett one recently. Yeah. But a lot, of, there was the rumor that they were trying to be more like Sky Arts and do a lot more of the music documentaries and things like that. Hopefully that won't happen. Or if it does, hopefully getting on will go over to BBC Two where I think it, it deserves to go.
0: I'm just surprised with somebody like Joe Brand at the helm, it hasn't really taken off to the extent
1: that oh. I would really hope it would. And she won a BAFTA for it as well. Mm. She won Best, Best Comedy Actress at the BAFTAs. And I I think Joe Scanlon was nominated that year as well for but getting on. if
0: we went onto the streets now... Mm. Uh, and and ask five people had they heard of getting on and what is it? Yeah. Five, they won't know it unless those five people happen to be us and Joe Scanlon, yeah. Vicky Pepperdine, and Joe Brown. So, All just... that John
1: Ham from Mad Men watches it, um, so there's another person if we if we encounter yeah. him. So we know at least five people
0: are watching yeah. it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but I think if people wanted to get into it, I mean the f- first two episodes of this. Cities are still on the iPlayer. Do you think that you need to have watched the first two series to to understand what's going on? I don't think. I think it would help,
0: but I don't mm. think it's. I don't think you'll think. Oh no! I can't get into this. Yeah. How is, is was Joe Brand a nurse in the last two? Of course she was. She's yeah. not just all of a sudden becoming. Yeah, you can watch. Try and try and get it on the iPlayer. Of course, we don't condone that you do it now while we're talking because no, no, no. who knows what nuggets of comedy that might come out that you'll miss.
1: Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. another another hour. Do it at, do it at seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> at least. At least seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do it while well, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, whatever. Just do it. Make sure you do um him and her is back soon it's not we haven't got a firm date for it yet but series 3 that's not
1: showing any signs of slowing down either is it for a third series no uh, no i think i think it's back in about 2 weeks him and her i yeah. think it's i think it's 2 weeks we're not sure of the day yet but we think it's it's 2 weeks time so look out for that one but you're right it doesn't doesn't uh, show any signs of slowing down um, which is good, because I again, it is very funny, very observational, and there are a lot of scenes, like both we're getting on, and him and her, there are a lot of scenes where no one says, you know, it's silent, there's just people doing things, and I think that might be another reason, because a lot, you know, it's, a lot of these BBC One sitcoms are just talk, 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 talk. Yeah, and there action, action, events, action. And there's yeah. a lot of silent moments in, in both, you know, where, like, you, know, you just see Joe Brand Going around with the meals, or uh, you know, you'll see Joe Scanlon just pouring water and things, but it's all it all helps create the atmosphere of, of the ward,
0: yeah. And it's not a zany hospital comedy, you know, they're not people falling out of beds or
1: scrubs, it's
0: oh no, or, it's not Green Wing on BBC4. Let me, yeah, it's not, it's, what, ju-
1: it's or, just what was that one, Surgical Spirit, back in the day. Um,
0: Yeah, you're really old, see, I can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, please, Wednesday night's getting on BBC4, watch it, please. Um, The X Factor was on Saturday, Um, MK1 went the previous week, this week, spoiler alert, it was Jade Ellis, no big surprises, the only annoyance is that Christopher Maloney, cruise ship, singer extraordinaire, is still there.
1: How come? He just died in your arms tonight as well. Um, Not mine,
0: I wouldn't invite him. <laughs>
1: uh, I just think he... I think Liverpool's to blame here. And, and yes, I know let's get behind
0: think, Liverpool and say, yes. it's all your fault.
1: Well, I mean, last year we had... What's his name? Craig Colton was in for a long time. Um, I, I've i got a feeling he Christopher Meloni is near the top of the voting order, I think. Um, and apparently Simon Cowell is now trying to get him out by having the other judges give negative comments to him, but surely that's sort of going to have the adverse effect and more people are going to vote for him because they'll feel sorry for him.
0: But who Um, do we know that votes for The X Factor? Say that that, uh, Christopher Maloney's target audience is Nans, right? mm. Because, or, Or at least people who remember buying the records he's singing when they were out in the 80s. Who is actually thinking, well, I'll vote for Christopher?
1: Yeah, nans. I reckon. I reckon a lot of old people and a lot of. I think it's mainly nans and teenage girls. Do you know what?
0: I'm starting to go off nans.
1: (laughs) Stop (laughs) nans. My nan doesn't vote. But then she's in bed by seven. Uh,
0: That's what. We should try try and roll that out across
1: the country then, shouldn't we? What, going to bed at seven? Get
0: all nans in bed early. (laughs) And Christopher on at the very end of each. He's performer, I just don't know why he's in there. And my mum my was saying, how come Ryland's still there? We know after years of X-Factors that... The comedy, that votes, the comedy the vote. Comedy vote. She, she, he'll be there for a long time. Especially, he, he did that very clever thing of saying, if I'm here next week, I'll do a serious song. I'll just stand here and sing to you to prove that I can sing. And he knows that people will vote to see what he will do. Yeah.
1: There. But Christopher so he, as well, don't forget, was voted in by the public in the first place. By he the was nans. Wild card. He he didn't get an automatic place, so the people <sighs> decided they wanted him in in the first place, which is baffling in itself. I but, don't like nans. You've put me what, off nans. What did you think of the episode as a whole? Because I think it was the weakest one. It was yet. certainly,
0: the, it was certainly the weakest one, and, and my favourite bits
1: actually were just
0: were uh, the bits with Bobby Williams, the bits where Gary told Talisa to she had fag breath, but as far as the performance went...
1: Yeah, oh, one just, of my friends yeah. on, on Facebook uh, left a comment under my review this week saying, uh, Halloween week, pick a song and murder it, which I, I thought was uh, quite a good comment.
0: And also, uh, this week they're doing... they keep, This series, rather, they keep doing mash-ups. Medleys, as I call them, yeah, because uh, I'm a proper person, I don't call them a mashup. Mash oh. is what you do with potatoes.
1: Exactly. I mean, Rylan will just do another song. I think he did three songs this week. He's yeah, got to go yeah. for, like, the, like 12. He's got to do another one every week he's on. Is I he trying
0: to get himself in the Guinness Book of Records for most yeah. songs sung in 90 seconds? I
1: and think the- if it, the novelty acts can sort of get away with the the mashups, as you say, the medleys or whatever you call them, whereas, like, the boy band who tried it, it didn't really work. The District 3, I think. Yeah.
0: Didn't they do the police and... I can't think what the oh um... Yes, Neo. Yeah.
1: Mm. But they did a song about um, every breath you take. Isn't that a song about stalking? Yes, and it they, is. And they did that dressed up as the guy from Clockwork Orange, which I found quite disconcerting. And Nicole
0: uh, Scherzinger was just freaked out by them having four eyeballs, which I didn't. Ooh, really... She didn't.
1: She's obviously never seen a Clockwork Orange because she didn't get the the outfits at all. Um, no. But then I didn't. I didn't think that
0: really would be on her radar, anyway. I, I do. I do feel more and more as I watch it every week. I am sort of watching it out of the fact that I watch the X Factor, not because I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Friday will roll round and I think, okay, it's the X Factor tomorrow. But then when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, no, that wasn't very good. No, that wasn't very good. I just wonder whether I'm I'm genuinely tiring of it, or if it if it's not as good as it used to be.
1: I think I I totally agree. I don't think. Certainly this week, there was n- there was no one who really sort of wowed me. I know that, like, the other week, for example, they did the, the one, uh, Jade, just completely wowed me with her Amy Winehouse song. I don't know uh, if you remember Yeah, that. I remember, yes, Rodden, it was did, good. Looks I mean, I, I
0: wouldn't buy it,
1: but it was good. And I was like, wow, I've never really rated her before. And then she doesn't do anything, then she just does, like, fast songs and gets Alternate. herself rated. Um, but... It it is very much the the vote off this year is very much tactical in terms of um, who's going to make us the more money going forward. So like Ryland stayed the first week because it's like we're going to get loads of money vote people voting for him. I just so. don't
0: I don't know. I mean I I, I and it's, we've spoken about this ourselves that even the people that are good, I mean, I don't particularly rate like Jarmaine, but I know there are people who would cut me with a rusty knife for even saying I just, it. I think
1: Jarmaine's got, like, seriously sort of disturbed followers who won't hear a word spoken against him. It's like it's a slight against them if anyone has an opinion sort of that he's not as good as they think.
0: And I think a lot of people like... Um, Ella which I, which I do as well but then again yeah. we've spoken about it before how where Rylan is lacking the singing ability but has the personality right. I, I know Ella and Jarmaine I just find really
1: bland and James Arthur as well mm. uh, yeah you've got the problem is this year you've got the ones with the talent but who are just quite plain and then you've got the ones like Rylan like MK1 who went out and to in lesser extent Extent, I would say Lucy Spraggan has got you know she's a bit different. Um, you know this this energy to them. They're different from just sort of sing a song, you know, do a cover version. They they did it a bit, you know, they do it a bit different, and they're sort of slightly more entertaining, I would say. Uh, whereas like Ella, who's Ella or Jarmaine, I would put down are going to win it. One of those two, um, and they're just quite dull, really. At the end of the day. And interestingly,
0: I didn't really miss Lucy Spraggan this week. No, I was just just thinking... Doing her
1: sort of witty little number with, you know, with her guitar. (laughs) Are you
0: actually Lucy
1: Spraggan, That was incredible. Well, that's why, you know, I had to have the week off to to do the podcast. Um,
0: (laughs) If she sings that this week, I'll be freaked out. (laughs) This is the Custard TV
1: Live, and that
0: was Lucy (laughs) Spraggan. Thanks, Lucy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are <laughs> you doing your Dermot? Give it up for Lucy. Yeah. Your Sunday night starts here, pretty <laughs> much. My arm. You're not going to sort of feel my arm up, are you? Like Dermot does now every I week.
0: I like D- Dermot's actually becoming my favourite thing, and actually, I, li- I like the judges spat still.
1: Yeah. No, I really Dermot by far is the best. If Dermot sort of left it. Um, I I probably would consider maybe well unless I, because obviously I have to write about it so I have to watch mm. it. What if
0: I hosted it, Matt? Be honest.
1: Yeah, I think you'd be interested. Would you do the dancing, still? Would you
0: do the opening? Oh dance? yeah, yeah. No, I mean that. You know, yeah, you've no, got to give the
1: people what they want, and
0: my dancing's been, you know, I think Michael Flatley. Quoted um, credited me for some dance moves that he does. Fair enough, it was in the eighties, but I think I can still rock it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dermot's fantastic. Let's just briefly gloss over the fag-ash breath thing that everybody took a <gasps> gasp of uh, breath out.
1: It did make me laugh a lot, actually. Yeah. I just wonder what Louis' breath tastes like. That was what.
0: Um... <laughs> I just imagine Louis' breath is is just cat food <laughs>
1: and Lucky Charms. <laughs>
0: And how come every week Louis gets reminded of somebody else
1: every single week? I liked my favourite one this week with uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yes.
0: We all looked at each other and went, is he even a singer?
1: No, he's not. He's a fashion designer. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I also like the fact that one week he's going to go, you remind me of a young Rick Astley. And it's
1: Rick (laughs) Astley.
0: Yeah, I just think it's brilliant. So the X-Factor continues. That's just... Do you have any
1: speculation who will go this week? Um I think I think Ryland's weeks are numbered I'd have to say. I think my I would say between Rylan and Kai this week. I think the two boy bands, I know they've been in the bottom two, but I think they'll both be safe even though we're not quite sure which one's which. Um I'm still not sure. How many weeks has it been? 5 weeks almost. Five I'm three, still four, not sure. five weeks. Um but they've both got the like the little Harry Styles one, haven't they? I think there's one one group have got one in a hat and one group haven't. Um, yeah, yeah, that classic yeah, change. I'd say, I'd, I'd say Kai. I think Christopher has still got the support. I think you know Ella. It's it's going to be.
0: is necessary void where by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: Kyle Rylan that's, that's what I would say anyway there you go
0: so to bring this to a close all we say here on this podcast and we, we don't expect you
1: to do everything we ask of you but if you could
0: do this if you have a nan regardless of if she votes for Christopher Maloney or not just have her in bed for about five to seven
1: or get, get her into Merlin or whatever,
0: whatever <laughs> yeah. <long> yeah. <laughs> or murdering anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else than voting for Christopher Maloney? Please,
1: thank you. Follow us on Twitter at, at Luke Custard TV and at The Gary Show.
0: It's The Custard TV Live with myself, Luke, and that there, Matt. Um, Another show that Gary doesn't watch and I've been dying to talk to somebody about is Fresh Meat on Channel 4 on Tuesday nights. It was on last year and I struggled to, to sort of work out where it sat really. But this year the student comedy has just made me laugh out loud every episode so far. I think they found their groove. That well that's what the kids the kids are still saying that, aren't they? They found their groove.
1: Uh yeah. No, I think the characters have relaxed a lot more into into the into the situation. But I suppose that's sort of the point, you know, when you in a university share house, and you know you sort of getting to know each other, and then by this, the second year, which is what we're in now, they you know they've sort of relaxed into it, and they've got a more a better chemistry together. I would say, the the six leads.
0: I wonder how long it could potentially go on for. You know, I don't know. They're... I mean,
1: is is every series a whole term at uni? Is that what is that what? Um...
0: Yes, it's supposed to be, I think, because they, didn't they start this series with saying Paul the Invisible Man has moved out over Christmas? So I think it's so supposed to be... It's a term like,
1: rather than a year then, so it's, it's like... It's So this is now the second term of the first year, and every... So it'd be, what, like, they could literally do eight, eight series, no, six series then, maybe? They'd have to, but all the cast would have to
0: remain looking as young as they do now.
1: Well, not not really, because you know you age as you go through uni, don't you? What, I you age through
0: life. Is, is that yes. what you're? T- is that what the bombshell you're dropping <laughs> on me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should
0: really be on a science podcast. You're wasted here.
1: I'll be on BBC Four. I'll do the you know the ages of man, that's there. That's yeah. I'm on just before getting on. Good. Make sure you watch this. Ven- <laughs> my new venture: <laughs> how to I'm look good bombed. old and
0: bombed. bombs. Um, Brilliant. But I just think Kimberly Nixon is particularly stand
1: out this year as as Josie. Josie. Well, I like the. I mean, it was a bit sort of obvious last year, and I know it still is the sort of will they, won't they, with the uh, the Joe Thomas character of Kingsley, because now he's got a girlfriend who's her one of her best friends, mm. whereas last season it was her. She had a fiance, I believe. Dave, and, a,
0: a fiance, Dave. Yeah, Dave, I seem to remember. Uh,
1: and they, and then she ended up with the, in bed with Jack Whitehall's character at the end of the last series. Um, but I, now, she,
0: I remember being in bed with him at the start of the.
1: And then at the end as well, when I she was looking for time. Kingsley. Right, I believe, and she We've all been him, so there. She ended, ended up in bed with Jack Whitehall. Have we all been there? I haven't been there. I haven't been there either. But I presume a lot of people
0: listening will have. <laughs> It's just that again I think it's one that that a lot of people don't talk about and they should be. It's really yeah. laugh out loud funny. There's not much like it on TV at the moment, if at all. It's got it's got a funny demographic of people who are watching it should be in the same situation as the as the characters and I think that's quite unique,
1: really. And I like I mean, Greg McHugh is um as Howard always cracks me up just by talking, I think he's... Just he's got a very and, funny voice. And, yeah. uh, is it Zoe Ashton? Zoe Ashton. As, Zoe Ashton uh, very funny as, as Vod. Vods, and I love the stuff with her and Josie in the, um, hotel uh, yes. in episode. Was that, no, that was the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, episode it, three, I believe. Vod now has a job, which I think is funny in itself. Um, the one character I would say this series who hasn't had a lot to do is, um oregon charlotte Ritchie's character um i think they're retreading a lot of the same ground with her and the uh her her relationship with the professor
0: i well yeah they are and i think i think they've got to have her stand out on her own Mm. but i but i still like the character that's what's nice about it is when a character that you like isn't on the screen then because you like them all you just find every scene just Engrossing. I've I've you know, initially I didn't like Jack Whitehall, but I've come to like him through it. Um but as you say, Greg Mahue is just, just mm. so funny, regardless of what he's saying. Oh,
1: this, like, why do you think I like Lord of the Rings? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know nerd, And I love I love the new character who is an Eastern European um mature student. Sabine, mature
1: student who they don't speak to but lives in the house as well. Sort of the replacement for the one you never saw. The uh, Paul was it? It, Paul?
0: What, it was Paul the invisible. Paul something the invisible man. I forget his name. I just wonder why these shows don't get more talked about because people must be watching them. It's in the in the slot on Channel Four now where yeah. Shameless used to be. So Channel Four have it a lot of.
1: A, it gets about. It, I think it. it gets about a million viewers. Um, so not much, but I, I think it probably does well on the four O D and things like that. I think that's where Channel Four gets a lot of their viewers. I think people um especially st- if students are watching it, they're probably not going to be in and, you know, ten o'clock on a Tuesday night. Um you know, they'll be out doing other they'll things. They'll be out but... getting
0: asbos yeah. and eating chips, won't they?
1: Exactly, exactly. But uh, as as you say, that's the sort of audience they're looking for and that
0: actually is a tricky audience to find mm-hmm. because they are they're an audience who prefers to watch films i would say i'm going out there on a limb can you see oh, I the limb i'm going out on oh. i can see it yes yeah. i can see it pull um, me, pull me but... back into the room if you feel like i'm going out on too much of a limb <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh no but i to- i totally agree it is a program that a lot more people should be watching um and I think, again, they should... And the the good thing is, it being on Channel 4, you can actually watch the first series as well, if you missed yeah, that.
0: Yeah, you you... if you missed it, get it. Yeah. I, I actually thought... think, though, if you came into this fresh, I don't think you would think, oh, I no. need to catch up, because it is just so funny that even if you weren't sure what was going on, you'd get a laugh
1: out of it, I think. Because I think they explained everything quite well in the first episode. You sort of got the idea that Oregon had had it off with... Her professor was um, now trying to get a job with his wife, and that there was something going on between Josie and Kingsley. And those are the only real yeah, sto- are, the story. The others are just
0: lines, hang, hanging about. But yeah. we, one thing we we might preach to you on the podcast, saying, "Watch this! Watch this!" One thing we've never done until today, Matt, and I'm glad you're yeah. here with me to hold my hand. We've never yeah. said to the people on the podcast, "Don't watch something," and okay. I'm about to. Okay. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's in the same vein and. The same target audience, I presume, as Fresh Meat. I'm talking about upcoming BBC3 sitcom, Some Girls. Oh, Uh... (laughs) (laughs) great! You Uh, see how down with the kids and down with teenage girls Matt is, and even he wasn't into it.
1: I'm just not going to comment on being down with teenage girls. I think that's another Too early, Uh... too early. (laughs) Um, But... No, some girls, uh, which is as you say, a new BBC Three sitcom written by I can't remember the name Bernadette Davis, yes. who uh, co-created Game On with uh, bizarrely Andrew Davis, better known for Prime Prejudice and things like that. Now,
0: are uh, Bernadette and Andrew related in any way? I'm not sure. Actually, yeah.
1: that might be that might yeah. be the case. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't done a lot since then, and uh, this is a new sitcom. It's set in a sixth form college. Uh, it's about a friendship between four girls who are all on the same football team, uh, narrated by the main character called Viva, whose dad is randomly played by Colin Salmon, is in this as well. Um, I don't know if you found that quite odd. Uh, <laughs>
0: that was quite odd.
1: But it, it, is, it aims to be, I think, the, the, uh, the target was to make a female in between us, would you say, Luke?
0: Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. It screams that before it's even really got into its... Uh, mm. If it ever gets into its stride, which I disagree that it does, that um, then you you get that this is what we're trying to be. We're like, gonna have the girls are a bit dim. We're gonna have some swearing thrown in because we're hip. And
1: talking we're about have, sex.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have some some sexual references because that's. Well, what,
1: actually, not sexual references. There was actually scenes where you actually saw sex in it. Really, not anything graphic, but no, I know. Was, um, you know, you actually, it wasn't suggested. It was actually on the screen. And one thing I would say, whereas the joke in the in-betweeners, which is quite apt, is that all teenage boys think about at the end of the day, is sex and a lot of the comedy was from them trying to get girls and trying to impress girls, whereas girls are a bit more complicated. And I think trying to sort of uh, box them into certain categories, like you say, you've got the dumb one, the aggressive one, the sarcastic one, and like the main one, um, doesn't quite work for me. Well, everyone's
0: just there to fill, fill that yeah. role. There's just, like you say, exactly like you say, a dumb one, a sarcastic... There's, there's no depth to anybody in yeah. this. And that's where Fresh Meat is completely different, and why it threw me initially was Fresh Meat had characters that, that you didn't quite understand
1: initially, and you wanted to understand a bit more about, and wanted to know more. They're fully rounded, aren't they? Whereas yeah. these are purely uh, stereotypes and i mean they're just they just don't feel and nothing about it really feels real and it almost feels to me when i first watched it i was like who is this for i thought it felt almost like a, for like young young teens or you know like say 15 16 year olds it could easily be on the cbbc channel if it weren't for like the swearing and the and the sexual uh, sexual references well
0: i i think as well like you say like, there's no, they're not bounded and doesn't feel real. It just feels like they said, we
1: need an, an, a female in between, and so what do we need? And this is what we need. It's obviously in the same slot. It starts next week at 10, we should say, and it's in the same slot that uh, Cuckoo and Bad Education have been in, which is their, I'm assuming, BBC Three's new comedy slot. Um yeah. But it's it has got progressively worse, that slot, because Bad Education, we both quite enjoyed... Cuckoo, I know you had a real problem with. I thought it was all right. And then some girls, which we both think is absolutely awful. And I don't think it has any redeeming features at all. I, I, I would agree with you.
0: So, I mean, we've never said don't no. watch something on the podcast before. But seriously, but if you've got anything else that you need to be doing on a Tuesday night Luke, at 10 o'clock. Fresh meat's on. So they can watch there that. you go. Sorted. Can... We've all... Don't say we don't organise your lives because we do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some girls oh, I, I'd be so, in, the, only, the only downside is when you get these previews, like Matt and I do, we get to see things uh, before they're on and the only downside to it is you don't get that instant feel of watching whatever what other people think about it, so I'd be interested when some girls does start next week whether whether we're proved that people okay, do like it.
1: they have to let us know uh, what they think of it, the, the general public um
0: yeah, I don't tend to mix well with the general public, no. so yeah, just on Twitter will be fine. Um, just under ten minutes to go of the cast of TV live today. Still so much to talk about, not much time to talk about it. Um, BBC One of going daytime on uh, a new yeah. modernised version of Nicholas Nickleby. Uh, yeah, not starring Nicholas Lindhurst, which I think is a real shame because there aren't well, that many famous Nicholases I can think of.
1: Nicholas Parsons.
0: Yeah, well, don't ruin it. I thought I did well to think of Nicholas Lindhurst. Um, what did you think of this? Because I told you before that I thought it was really, really amateurish.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It felt like I was watching sort of an amateur dramatic society putting on a play by uh, some new author that has, has thought, oh, I know, we can set Nicholas Nickleby in in modern day and we can make the harsh boarding school into a harsh uh, old folks' home. Um, but it just all of it. Certainly, the first fifteen twenty minutes felt really amateurish. Once they got to the old folks' home, I I, I thought once Linda Bassett came into it, it, it at least had someone who could act a little bit and gave it that sort of uh, edge to it. But overall, I mean the the script, the acting, even the production values to an extent. And I mean Brona Gallagher, who's an actress, I really I really uh, liked. She was terrible. <laughs> Who uh, you probably best remember from The Commitments, the sort of sweary little one from The Commitments. Hope uh, <laughs> somebody describes me like that one day. Is <laughs> um, re- just terrible in it, as you say. Um, Adrian Dunbar, who uh, was in Line of Duty recently, he's in it as the the evil uh, uncle, and he doesn't really, you know, do anything for me. It just. I mean, people who know the story of Nicholas Nickleby—I don't know if they get anything from it. I—I I mean, I know it's sort of. It just—it it just didn't feel. Again, who is it for? Really, it's for people who can't find the remote. I think after. I think um, that the to... theme
0: of today's podcast should be nuns. Nuns. <laughs> is this for nuns again?
1: Well, oh, my own likes the ITV daytime lineup. You see, with uh, uh, Alan Titchmarsh and. Uh, David Dickens is real deal, so um I presume you won't be watching it. But I, ju- I just
0: think it's not unusual for the BBC to modernise classics. They've done it with fairy tales,
1: they've done it with Shakespeare, and uh, this, what is this? I mean, I've enjoyed their, again, going back to Andrew Davis, uh, Bleak House and Little Dorrit, I quite enjoyed those, the classic Dickens adaptations that they did. This was just, yeah, you're right. What was this, exactly?
0: It's going to be on over all five, all five afternoons of next week. Nicholas Nickleby I think. at 2.15. Yeah, so again, perhaps what you should do, record the fresh meat that you missed. What is yeah. that at 2.15? Because honestly, when we say amateurish, and I must stress that whenever I go into a new program, I'm not looking to pick fault with it. I am looking to enjoy it and get something <laughs> exactly. new from it. And it does feel like I'm just picking things apart this week, which is not what I ever intend to do with anything. But this just just, just screams of... I can't imagine they ever did a second take, because... Yeah.
1: I mean, we. I know we were talking about this um, beforehand, about other daytime dramas, and you said you weren't a big fan of Moving On. But I think the BBC have done quite some quite good uh, daytime dramas recently. Yeah. Uh, Justice I enjoyed and the Indian Doctor I thought was fine for that sort of slot and I know they've got something else coming up with Mark Williams next year, Father Brown I think
0: Mm, They've been filming that for a while
1: A daytime slot next year, I think early next year so it's, it's certainly something that they're going to continue doing having dramas in that I think Nothing.
0: daytime drama it does have a, it does you know has a slot and we're not knocking it all. I think the thing that ruined it moving on for me was the fact that every five minutes and in and out of every scene there'd be this theme tune going moving on, moving on. I just thought you don't need that. Um, and you know I'm a I'm a big I'm always on board with Jimmy McGovern. If he had a ship, I would be on board that ship and sailing it into the good ship McGovern. I just can't. Fault him in any way, but but moving on, I didn't like and
1: and missing.
0: I know you said you didn't mind missing with Pauline missing,
1: and it had like a it had like a message behind it, and they tried to link it with a program about trying to find missing people. Um, I liked Pauline Quirk; I thought she was good in it. And it had the I can't remember where it was set. now, it was on the seaside. So was it Devon? Was I, it I wouldn't
0: Devon? want to say because I'm not hundred percent sure.
1: But it was on. The, it had the nice seaside locations. Anyway. Yeah. And that's all. That's all. Nans need. It's back to Nans. Nans, indeed. Because um, I suppose Nans.
0: I mean, when you look at the the demo, when you look at the schedule, do you think there's not that much on for Nans? But then the biggest shows on TV: Dot Martin, New Tricks, mm-hmm. and Downton Abbey. They're all sort of the nan demographic.
1: They get, and that's the the biggest ratings of the yeah. week. Downton yeah. Abbey has has got its biggest ratings of. Of all time, and has overtaken X Factor and strictly in that respect. I'm it's,
0: still upset about Monroe. It's doing so poorly yeah. on Monday. It's the last one next week. I'm so upset because I think this is just this is all signs that it won't be coming back for series mm-hmm. three. These ratings.
1: Um, but we'll we'll have to see, won't we? I think I think there's the, if they put if they mar- if they market it and put it on uh, a, a better time up against something. Different, then more people would watch it, and I know there's a lot of people who do like Monroe. I know, right. I'm
0: one of them. I'm one of them.
1: Yeah. Um, just want to talk very, very briefly about the
0: return of Sir Alan Sugar. Uh, sorry, yeah. Lord, I keep doing that. It's Lord Sugar now.
1: Lord Sir Alan Sugar. Lord to, Sir yeah. Alan.
0: Yes. Uh, he's back on Thursday at 8 pm. It's the first time that uh, The Apprentice has sort of been outside that 9 o'clock slot, even though this is. The Young Apprentice, Junior Apprentice, Apprentice for kiddies, whatever you want to call it. It's back I think on it's Young for...
1: Apprentice now, it was Junior Apprentice before. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, it's back you on, said. you've
0: seen episode one, just right give now. us a now brief I, don't, I really summary.
1: don't want to say that much about it, but... No. Uh, Were well, there people mean, on it? The general plot is that they uh, are trying to sell uh, clothes that have been trashed uh, at a profit, so... Finding what they think will sell, cleaning it, and then taking it to um, a car boot and a shopping mall, and obviously, it's some it's, um, it's similar tasks we've seen before. You know, making something from nothing. Mm. Uh, but sugar, did, obviously, I that's
0: mean, that's Gary, Gary's a massive apprentice fan, but I've said recently he's, he feels like he's getting a bit of apprentice fatigue. Do you feel that way having watched this first new one, or do you feel um, like yeah, it's you still... sort
1: of know? Where it's going, you you, cannot, if you can spot the faults that each team makes, you can spot where each goes wrong, and you can say, well, they've done that, but they've done that, and they've made the bigger mistakes, so they'll probably be in the firing line. And you can almost decide who you think will probably be fired, to an extent, because they'll make a big deal of a certain thing, won't they, and focus on that. Mm. Um, but... I still enjoy it. I think you know it does go through the motions to an extent, but I think if you enjoy if you enjoy the characters, and I I mean earlier this year I mean we 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 said about Ricky Martin you weren't a big fan, but there was uh, Adam who who I thought was hilarious, Um, and this year um, in this there's a a young guy called Patrick who's a uh, designer, and if you go on the BBC website for the Young Apprentice. you can see all their audition videos, and you'll get an idea of of the characters there. And Patrick definitely, for me, is the um, the standout so far. So. That's Young Apprentice, Thursday at 8 on BBC One. Um, just briefly, some
0: very quick TV news. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Confirmed for the 11th of November, that's a Sunday. Series 2 of BBC One period drama, The Paradise, is on the way as well. Freeview turned 10 years old today, and BBC iPlayer joined Sky On Demand. So, plenty really of ways. to a for day. <laughs> yeah, what a day. Of, this day will go down in history, won't it? It's yeah. the day we slagged off some girls. Yeah. And
1: um, the day the podcast was on at 6 o'clock. I know.
0: We break all the rules. <laughs> superstorm nor no superstorm. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to get in touch with us during the week, get in touch with Matt at uh, Matt's TV Bites with two T's. Two T's one. Uh, yeah, two T's about one. Or at LukeCustardTV. We'll be back next week at the normal time, presumably. It's been the Custard TV Live Thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you, Luke. Thank you for having me. It's all right. <laughs> all right. <then. laughs> Take care. Thanks very much for listening. Back okay. next week, if you want to get uh, all the latest podcasts, you can download them from the custardtv.com or via our Spreaker site. I would say like a Jerry Springer final thought here, but I'll just let it fade out. All the best and good night.
1: Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?